Joel Corey, how are we? We good? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm excited to chat. Absolutely smashing tracks out of it these days. Head and Heart, the new one with MNEK. Tell me, how did this collaboration come about? Because it's not every day that Grammy Award winning producers walk into my life. So how did one walk into yours? I know, I know, it's mad. So I, I was uh, I was working on this track, Head and Heart, um, for like nearly nine months now. So I, st- I was working on it like last November. Um, but at the time, Lonely was about to come out. So I was really focused on just like launching Lonely and getting my head into that campaign. Once Lonely was out, I could really focus on getting into the production of Head and Heart because it, it was a special track to me. I, you know, I was, I was really attached to it and and um but it was it needed a new vocal man it need i knew it needed a new vocal and and it needed some new parts written as well so thank god it got into mnek's hands and he hit me up on the on insta mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my first reaction was like okay wow mnek's just messaged me oh, i'm a massive <laughs> fan of him mm. you know even that blew me away and then uh he was like i love this head and heart track and i was like what i was like really he was like yeah i love it i was like um, he was like he revocaled it then and he sent me his parts uh, the following week and he wrote the sections of the song that needed writing as well and uh, yeah as soon as I heard it I was like he's absolutely nailed it in love of it um, and then yeah we got it together got the production finished on it and here we are today man I, li- I literally couldn't be any happier with the with, with how the track sounds now so yeah Amazing. it's worth Worth all the time put in. <laughs> it's almost like he was heaven sent just in terms of showing up to fix the track that you knew needed work. You know what I mean? It's a mad little coincidence. In terms of the writing process, you were saying like you were working on this last November. How how long or stretched out does this process usually take you on a track? Like, or is it, I, I was assume I guess it's maybe track dependent, but would you normally find you get a lot of the basic ideas down first and then kind of fine tune it, or is it more a you know an elongated process? Yeah, I mean, this was quite a long one, to be honest. Um, and it's, they're always like labors of love, man. Um, and it's really hard to finish a track as well. So you could be working on a track and keep going back to it, changing it, and it still doesn't feel quite right. And then you go back to it again and again. And this process, and especially the end, the ending process of actually getting it over the line is, 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 is stressful <laughs> and it does take some time. And, but, you know, um, like with my previous track, Lonely, that was quite a long one as well, actually, because I had I had Lonely um, sort of almost finished, but when I released Sorry, <laughs> but then Lonely didn't actually come out till the, you know January mm-hmm. the next like six seven months later. Um, but one one luxury that I have as a DJ is like I'm able to like play my tracks in clubs and the dance floors and able to road test them that way and then make changes and tweaks that need making. But what the weird one about this head and heart is obviously because of what's happened with COVID, like I didn't have the opportunity to test this one in the nightclubs and to dance floors. Mm-hmm. So I kind of lost that, that little luxury that, that, you know, is my way of, of testing these records. So it's a bit of a weird one that this time round, I've never actually played this in a club. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, as I said though, man, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm so happy with, with how it's come out and uh, I look forward to the, 
to the point where I will be able to play this in the club and to a dance floor. Like, mm-hmm. I'm literally dreaming dream of that day. <laughs> well, it seems radio stations are absolutely rinsing it anyway. Um, in terms of writing vocals and stuff like that, do you would you be at all involved in that process or do you t- tend to like maybe leave it to the vocalist or kind of more seasoned songwriters to give you a dig out with that? Because I'd imagine like as somebody who produces music myself, it is something I find... I stumble with I almost feel like I'm writing poems for school and I'm like no that's naff yeah. that ain't gonna work you know what I'm saying yeah no it's um, uh, one thing that I as as things are progressing um, I'm, I've, I've been loving you know the opportunity to be in, in rooms with amazing songwriters and sort of trying to get involved more in that process of and just watching them do their thing man because some of the people that I'm working with you know it's 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 inspirational to watch watch them do their thing and, and write songs from scratch because you know there's there's two ways of songs how they come about you you know they either start in the room all together or you can be sent you know a top line and then mm-hmm. i'll take that away and that's when that production's added and and develop that sense but you know i've been loving the actual you know starting from the groundwork up in the studio what with songwriters that's been an amazing process and it's something that i definitely like look forward to, to being more involved with as, as, as time goes on. Kind of watching the collaborative process all come together. Um, yeah. Obviously, that's not something you've been able to avail of during lockdown. Have you got much kind of solo stuff? Have you, have you been working on your own during yeah. the whole pandemic? Um, yeah, so there's been sessions like via Zoom. Okay, um, cool. Which, you know, it is what it is, man. It's, it's, it's definitely not the same vibe as, as being in, in the studio. Um, you know, I really do miss that, but sessions are starting to happen again now. Uh, like I've got a little studio in London, which, you know, the studios are starting to open again now. So mm. um, I'm ready to get back in there. But I think during lockdown, I've been so focused on finishing the production on Head and & Heart. And M&EK, you know, recorded all his vocals from 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 lockdown where, where he lives. So to be honest with you, like um, I've been so focused on getting this finished um, that it's been cool but like I said now the studios have started to open again and sessions are happening uh, we can get back in, in into that sort of creation process Awesome Sorry was of course the big breakout track and I have to put my hands up and be honest like I love the track but I didn't realise that you were like plugging away releasing music for years before that it's that age old thing of you kind of have to put in so much work for years to be an overnight success to an extent and like Sorry blew up so massive is there anything you credit that kind of made it catch fire. Do you think it was like was there a, a sign? Was it your first big label signing, or was there anything that just maybe brought it to the masses that changed it from the previous stuff? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, man. Um, it was oh god. When I think back to it, it was definitely a special special time for me because, it, like you said, it was the breakthrough, mm. and it was finally like you know trying for so many years, man, to to to, to make it happen, and and it kind of literally happened. Mm. Um, and I think with Sorry, um, a few things. So first of all, like Sorry is a cover of um, a, a classic UK garage record, a record that's really special to me, that when I was younger, um, it was an anthem for me. It's the, the originals by Lindsay. I, I wasn't aware of that at all, because yeah. UK garage, like whilst it had a place over here in Ireland, it kind of didn't really, it wasn't as big as it was in the UK scene nationally, yeah. you know? Do you know what though? That that's one of the really special things about it because even globally as well. Like, sorry, you know, it became a big hit in Australia, and you know, that's their first time of hearing it as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something really special for me because the original writers to Sorry, um, it's been great to like chat with them and and become friends with them during this journey and share the success with them and their excitement as well. And and almost 
in like bring their track to a new generation mm-hmm. um a track that as i said was very special to me when i was younger so it, that's been a very nice that was a very nice very nice part of sorry so but i mean yeah i mean sorry obviously it had that thing where some people who knew the original would connect with it because they you know they loved the original and then also i think timing of the record it, ca- it came out uh just before summer 2019 mm-hmm. and it just i got it's hard to put my finger on but you know, I think coming out just at that time before summer, it kind of became that summer record, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it just uh, caught a fire. Cool. Yeah, it was it was definitely good timing for it. And yeah, I I mean, I had my feet on the ground. I mean, last summer I was touring, I was DJing nearly seven nights a week, man. I was flying between Ireland and Ireland. So one night I was in Zani, one night I was in Malia, one night Ibiza, one night Magaluf. Relentlessly for like four months. And I was driving that record as much as I could uh, in those resorts. And I think that that helped as well, because when people were out in those summer resorts, they bring it home. Yeah. Yeah. On their first lads holiday on, you know, on their first girls holiday and, you know, that tracks everywhere Mm -hmm. and they come home, like you said, they bring it with them, man. And that's why, you know, those resorts, you know, the, they're, they're priceless as a DJ trying to break it because you can really like make your make a name for yourself mm-hmm. in those places. It's like an advertisement uh, process kind of almost. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. It was good for me to have my feet on the ground out there doing whatever I could to drive it as well. I get you. Well, I love talking about it on the radio. I love that whole thing of the, the Shazam record, the 41,000 in, in a single day when it appeared yeah. on Love Island. Were you sitting there watching the numbers go up in real time or was it something you discovered after? Because I'm not sure how like real time the Shazam figures are when you look at the track. Mate, I, the night that happened, I was actually in Zanti. Okay. And I, I've told this story a few times. Like, I, I um, First of all, I didn't know it was going to get played on the show. So we, oh, you, wow. don't, you don't get told. So you don't know. Okay. And I was out there and, um, <laughs> and I remember I was just, I was just in my hotel room and the, the, the 4G out there is, is rubbish. Like it's so bad. First world problems. <laughs> the, wire, the Wi-Fi is non-existent. So mm. you get this, you know, you're scraping the barrel, do you know? Yeah, yeah, I get you. <laughs> and, and suddenly like I was sitting there, my phone just like froze and there was like hundreds of WhatsApps trying to go through and tweets and Instagram. Yeah, I was like, and I was like, the first thing I thought was like, what the hell have I done wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Do people think I'm dead? What's going on? I'm, I've ever been reported missing. What's happening? Amazing. What's come, what's come out? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What have the papers got on me? <laughs> and, then, um, and then obviously, yeah, then like, obviously I realized what's happened because I, I read all the messages. And then the next day, um, you know, when we, when we, when we got told that it actually broken the record for the most Shazam song ever in the UK in one day. Amazing. I was like, that's absolutely mental. But you know what? The, the nice thing about Shazam is from a, like from a producer DJ perspective is that if people are shazamming your songs, it's because they're hearing it, they think it's wicked and they're trying to find out what is that track. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's actually important to me when I see that my songs are high up in the Shazam chart, it's just a nice thing because it obviously means it's reacting and people were like, I need to get this track on my playlist. What is it? <laughs> People care enough. Last question, Joel. Uh, pandemic lockdown. You're a man who clearly is, you know, cares about how he looks, as do most modern men. You're wearing a baseball cap right now. How did you fare out on the haircut front during the lockdown? Yeah, no, I got. Um, I went. I took it down, man. I got the oh, uh, fresh. It's growing back a little bit now, though. It's mm. growing back a little bit. But I tell you what, man. It's. Um, 
It saved me a lot of time doing my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I did it backwards. I did it backwards. I actually had a skinhead last year. I started growing it back since last September. I yeah. had a big mop during lockdown and I might have oh, got a really? I might have got a black market haircut. And then when the <laughs> when the barbers and the hairdressers reopened, I shaved my head again. Just because I could. I don't know, I just did it backwards. It was really strange. But oh, it was, mate, I think I might keep it short because like, yeah, it's very liberating, isn't it? To yeah. have short hair. <laughs> oh, to wake up and get out of the shower and not have to worry about it. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, amazing. Joe, I wish you every success with the new track and may continue to climb the charts. I know we're hammering it here in Ireland anyway on beat and I'm sure we will be for time to come. All the best, man. All right? Uh, thanks so much for having me on, man. I'll catch you later. No worries, man. Have a good one. See ya. Ben, yeah. thank you. Cheers, man. Oh, yeah, we'll take that. Um, yeah, just so it's uh, on beat, so B-E-A-T. So, like, yeah. if you just intro the track, here's Joel Curry, my new single with M-N-E-K, Head and Heart, on beat. That'll on do. beat, yeah. Cool. Hey, this is Joel Corey, and this is my brand new single, Head and Heart with M&EK on beat. Perfect. Thank you, man. Yeah. And thanks, mate. All right. Thanks very much, lads. Have a good one. See ya. Thank you so much.